0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today I've got a cool episode for you. I'm going to be talking to you about the 10 signs of magnesium deficiency. So are you deficient in magnesium? Do you even know what the signs are or what that could be creating in your body? And then I'm also going to be teaching you what you should be doing to get magnesium back into your body or what to look out for. Because sometimes we just start to supplement with things. And it's not really getting to the cause of the problem. And so we just don't want to supplement ourselves into health. That's not the, issue, the, the the answer. But we want to make sure that we're finding the underlying cause of why our body is maybe not getting the nutrients that we need. Or is there some kind of anti-nutrient? Is there some kind of disease process going on inside of our body that's robbing our bodies of key essential minerals and, and vitamins and everything else that we need to have an abundant life to build health? not to build disease. So magnesium is one of the most abundant minerals in the human body and it's used in over 300 different physiological processes. Unfortunately, it's also one of the most pervasive deficiencies in our society today. In fact, the lack of magnesium could be influencing your health negatively in ways you didn't even understand. So I'm really gonna break down the science of magnesium deficiencies and some of the best ways to get them back into your diet. Now according to um, American neurosurgeon Norman Shealy, he's an an MD and a PhD, almost every known disease is associated with a magnesium deficiency. Now this doesn't mean that if you supplement with magnesium, these diseases are gonna go away, but a lot of different disease processes will strip that magnesium away from your body. So that might sound like a bold statement, but understand and put that in reference in text. Now there are 10 major signs that clue us into whether or not someone has a magnesium deficiency. So let's get into these. Number one, first and foremost is poor cognitive processing. So what does that really look like? Well, if you're dealing with frequent bouts of brain fog, you know, that cloudiness you get, poor concentration or constant memory issues, you may have a magnesium deficiency. Now, structures within every cell of your body called your mitochondria, these are the energy producers of our body, and that's what our body uses all energy for, everything. The brain contains the highest concentration of those mitochondria, and it's really heavily reliant on magnesium for any energy production, so a deficiency can really hamper your brain performance, and that can lead towards all other kinds of issues from having low energy, Um, but it comes with no surprise that when you start to supplement with magnesium when you're low, you're gonna show improvements in learning and memory. Now the second thing we wanna look at too is another sign are headaches and chronic migraines. So it's been found that sufferers of chronic migraines often have lower levels of magnesium. But considering how important magnesium is for proper nerve function, how it relates to the brain, it makes a lot of sense. And magnesium also plays an additional key role of regulating neurotransmitter production, which can also influence migraines. Now, we know that migraines and headaches are a huge neurological issue. Uh, a lot of times that can be from subluxation, misalignments in the spine. But if we're still having those residual things, or maybe those things are improving from an adjustment, there might be that other 10% that could be from that nutritional deficiency. So supplementing with magnesium on a regular basis has really been shown to decrease both the frequency and intensity of migraine headaches. And it's also been shown to have the same effect on non-migraine headaches as well. So something to think about. Much of this has to do though with magnesium's ability to help regulate calcium balance within your cells, especially with your neuronal cells, like your brain cells, for instance. But too much calcium can lead to Uh, and excitotoxic effects where the brain cells are overstimulated, and this is a major factor in headaches and the formation of migraines. So understand that, that, hey, healthy cells are going to have proper magnesium levels, help keep calcium levels in check, and an unhealthy cell is going to have magnesium deficiencies, which allows calcium to be too high in the cells. Now, the third thing we want to look at, too, is also constipation and IBS. So constipation is Just one digestive issue I hear of all the time. But proper magnesium intake actually softens stool by drawing water into the bowels and supporting healthy elimination. So if stools become hard, they move slower to the colon, that can create problems. That's why I always recommend magnesium when I hear of that type of issue. Um, You can also look at um, soluble fiber versus non-soluble fiber. I talked about that in another episode previously. So those are all great things to help with this. Um, But for reference, an ideal stool should resemble type three or four on the bristle stool chart. So you can always Google that and look at that, understand what's going on there. But additionally, magnesium plays a major role in regulating muscle contractions um, in the intestines, which is why magnesium is so helpful with constipation. But in this way, magnesium can also be very helpful in relieving discomfort, cramping, all those types of issues that are associated with things like IBS or even other similar conditions as well. Um, Number four we look at is fatigue. Now, this kind of lies in that mitochondria role that we talked about earlier and how magnesium really helps with energy production. So those mitochondria are huge for that energy production. And when we're low in magnesium, it's really going to affect that. And it's really going to affect the energy production um, throughout our whole body. Now, here's a kicker. Because magnesium is involved in so many enzymatic processes in the body, deficiency from magnesium will make it harder to perform over 300 normal processes. So this is going to act like a chronic stressor. Think about it. If your body is constantly trying to keep up with all these different processes and it feels like it it can never get ahead, it's just going to drain your energy. So if you're chronically fatigued, you might have a magnesium deficiency, and increasing your magnesium intake could really up-level your energy levels drastically. It could be a game-changer for you as well. So understand that. It, that that's a huge crucial component of your overall health. Now, the fifth thing we want to look at too is also insomnia. So, problem sleeping. Now, insomnia is one of the biggest conditions. Um, I see a lot of improvement when people begin magnesium um, supplementation. But here's the thing: a lot of people just start taking supplementation with magnesium, and it's not really the cause of their sleeping issues, or they haven't started to create good habits in their sleeping routines. And so this can become just a a temporary patch. So really be careful about that. But here's the deal. Um, Magnesium is so important in sleep because it's involved in the production of GABA in the brain. Now GABA is what's known as an inhibitory neurotransmitter. Basically what this means is it's a chemical that promotes relaxation. So if you don't have enough magnesium to produce adequate, adequate amounts of GABA, Your sleep is really going to suffer because your body, your nervous system can't relax. It can't go into that chill, zen state. So although there are other nutrients involved in GABA production, magnesium is a critical factor and definitely can help with your quality of sleep. Now, we also look at muscle spasms and cramping. So because if you're having a lot of these things, magnesium is important for the proper nerve transmission. Again, we keep hitting on this. It's such a vital component, but it plays that vital role in that muscle contraction. So when your body is depleted in magnesium, muscle contractions can become weak and uncoordinated, which just will lead towards involuntary muscle contractions. So these are things called spasms or even painful crap. So this is actually one of the, most common early signs of magnesium deficiencies so spasms will typically occur in the legs feet sometimes even in places like the eyelids like that twitching so if you're a woman you may also have experienced worsened like pms related cramping i mean when magnesium stores are lower so really be something to be aware of there Um, we also look at number seven which is chronic pain and fibromyalgia so chronic pain Uh, Related to conditions like fibromyalgia are heavily related to tension carried in the body. And like we all talked about earlier, these old things, the nervous system, the muscles, all these things interact, the 300 different chemical processes, those aren't working well, that'll create more inflammation. But the tension can be purely physical, but it can also be aggravated by emotional stress. So emotions like anxiety, anger, um, and, and worry all contribute to physical tension, right? You ever been stressed, like driving down the road and you feel like your teeth are all clenched and your arms are locked up on the steering wheel? Those are all contributors of physical tension from the emotional stress. But over time, this is going to lead to pain. And when magnesium stores are low in the body, the nervous system can become hyper excitable, meaning overstimulated, so it can increase muscle tension, but then just increased inflammation. So just little things will make us fire off these nerve receptors and and magnesium can really play a role in helping elicit an overall calming effect in the mind and body while also helping relax and soothe those muscles too. So something you definitely don't want to take for granted. Um, We look at number eight, which is heart arrhythmia. A lot of people don't even think about this one, but this is such an important one to look at. So when we look at this, the heart muscle it's constantly contracting, right? Day in, day out, second after second. It doesn't get a rest, okay? I mean, like, it's not like our arms or our legs where we can stop using those for a second. Our heart is constantly working. It's, it's unconsciously being controlled. But just as with muscles in the body, the heart relies heavily on magnesium for proper contraction. So this is thought to be due to the role of the regulating calcium and potassium concentrations in muscle tissue. So if you ever notice that your heart becomes irregular, magnesium might be something you want to address. This is the thing you want to address before you go out and just start getting an ablation or something crazy like that. So this can include things like rapid heartbeats, slow heartbeats, sudden changes in heart rhythm for no apparent reason. So again, we want to look to see what we're lacking in on the inside. Remember, our bodies weren't created with a lack of something in our body. Like That's like 99% of the time, our bodies have everything they need inside of it, but are we giving it everything we need? Where are we removing interferences that are creating problems in our body? So these interferences can be physical from things like misalignments in our spine to injuries we've had in the past that we haven't gotten resolved to chemical stresses like being deficient in magnesium, for instance, or um, having too much toxicity, which we're going to talk here about in a second, or even the emotional stress uh, from just the day-to-day grind of our lives. So understand that, that affects all kinds of bodily functions. Now, number nine, we want to look at is also numbness and tingling. So another sign of potential magnesium deficiency. So if you often feel numbness or tingling sensations in your body, like in your hands, your feet, um, this is likely going to be to some kind of interference in the nerve activity or lack of activity in there. For example, peripheral neuropathy, common side effect of diabetes is characterized by these sensations. But because of its role in healthy nerve transmission, magnesium deficiencies Maybe at least part of the role playing into this all. So limited research has been performed on these type of mechanisms, but hey, the fact is there's a lot of studies that show magnesium um, can relieve and even prevent numbness and tingling in your extremities too. So this effect has been highlighted in research, uh, a lot of different properties on this. Um, So even even neuropathies induced by cancer therapies have been shown to be improved by just supplementing with magnesium. Um, We look at number 10. And we talked about how this affects the brain. Well, your brain has all the neurotransmitters, your feel-good hormones, dopamine, serotonin. So magnesium is gonna play a crucial role in regulating those neurotransmitters. So these are gonna be things that are gonna make you feel better. They're gonna help you with your concentration, with your sleep. But these are all things that relate back to that GABA production that we talked about too, to help calm your brain. So a poor ability to basically adequately produce GABA is going to lead towards things like ADD, ADHD, anxiety, irritability, uh, general mood imbalances. So if you're feeling this on a regular basis, again, you should look at looking for magnesium as well. Now, you might be thinking though, okay, well, how do all these things happen? Like, is it just because I didn't get magnesium in my diet? Um, Is it because my body isn't absorbing this magnesium? Or am I chronically exposing myself to something, or is there some kind of disease pathway that's basically uh, stealing these nutrients that are called anti-nutrients from my body as well? Well, here's the fact. What I found is, is a lot of times, these things that strip magnesium from our bodies, or that create a low level of magnesium, is a lot of times due to toxicity. So when our bodies are toxic, it's going to strip a lot of normal minerals and elements that we want to have in our body for normal nerve function and magnesium is a really common one there and this can happen from all types of different toxicity i've seen it happen from things like mold toxicities to um, heavy metal toxicities even things like just general toxicities from maybe things we get exposed to like pesticides or herbicides to plastic phthalates you, you name it So we want to really be aware of that because if we have high levels of toxicity in our bodies, then that'll start to strip our body from these nutrients. It won't allow our body to absorb nutrients like it's supposed to. It affects a lot of different pathways in our physiology. And then before we know it, it's just not magnesium. Uh, Maybe it's calcium. Maybe it's chromium. There's all different types of nutrients that'll start to diminish in our body. And then we start to have some other issues from that. So when our toxicity buckets get too full and our body or cells can't process that, that's one of the number one issues for having mineral deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies, um, things that aren't absorbing like they're supposed to. So you really want to look into that. You really want to make sure you get testing for that. um, If you have any signs of these magnesium deficiencies, or if you have any signs of toxicity too. So those include any of the things I just talked about. So things like. Insomnia, migraines, um, attention deficit issues, brain fog, the irritability, anxiety, uh, depression, any of those chronic numbness and tingling issues that we talked about, um, even some of the heart arrhythmias, the fibromyalgia, uh, these are all things. Sleeping issues, the chronic fatigue. Then you want to make sure that you at least rule that out because you could start supplementing with some of these supplements or things like magnesium. But if you're not getting an underlying cause, Well, it's going to be a short term patch. And then within weeks or maybe months, you're going to be right back in the same situation thinking that, well, the magnesium didn't help me. That obviously wasn't the issue. And then you're going to be back down to being reliant on a medication or making some kind of desperate plea for one of those things, right? Just trying to do anything. Because I get it when you get there, it's really difficult. You know, I've had patients come in all the time that are just sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they're frustrated, and they've been to multiple doctors, and they're just tired of going through that whole rat race, and so when you look at it, I understand, like, there was this one gal, Linda came in, and when she came in, she was, you know, distraught. She was having a lot of these symptoms that we were just describing here. Uh, we figured out what we needed to do. We needed to do some toxicity testing with her, which is Things like a, a urine test is one of the, the ways we use it. There's, you can do hair analysis and things. I find that um, urine seems to be the most accurate, at least with the type of testing that we do. Um, and then also like a VCS test, which you look at visual contrast and sensitivity. So there's ways you can test that. And we look at those things and we look at the whole picture. And so we've, we realized that we needed to do that. Once we found that, we found that, yes, she was deficient in magnesium as well as chromium. And I also believe calcium But we looked at why that was. Well, she had heavy metal toxicity and it was stripping all these things. Her energy levels were low. She was depressed. I mean, she was having things like suicidal thoughts. It's not motivated. Um, She was having lots of chronic pain. And so we started to work through a process with her where first we started to eliminate the source of toxicity. In her case, there were some things she was doing on a daily basis, but a lot of this exposure she had had happened decades before. And then we started to get the inflammation down, started to do some more advanced supplementation and detoxification with binders and zeolites and things like that to help pull the toxins out, help supplement and restore um, some of the things like magnesium levels back to where they should be as the body's starting to get back on its own. Because you shouldn't have to be able, you shouldn't have to supplement with those things for the rest of your life. And she started to get better and better. And today, you know, she no longer has chronic pain issues. The fibromyalgia diagnosis gone. Um, She was able to get off a lot of her medications, but she got her mood back right. Like her mood changed. She was happy again. She wasn't suffering from the depression like she was before. I mean, it still would creep in sometimes, uh, but like she doesn't have those those suicidal thoughts anymore. And she's actually excited for life again. She's able to be a part of her grandchildren's life, and that was everything to her. So. Again, if you haven't done something like that, make sure you do that. There's going to be a special offer at the end of this program where you can um, find out more information on that as well. But there's three main ways right now to support magnesium level that you can start on. Number one is um, you got to know that the signs of magnesium deficiency and just how important this mineral is for the human body, it's important to understand that there's best ways to obtain it. So if you follow these next three strategies it will help boost your magnesium levels, Um, But again, you've got to get to the underlying cause of why that is. So the first thing is finding magnesium-rich foods. So as with most nutrients, I always recommend starting with your diet. What do you put in your body? So there's some great sources of magnesium. One of my favorites are avocados, uh, leafy green vegetables, even raw chocolate all have great sources of magnesium. So there's some cool recipes you can find out there as well. But hey, just pick your favorite foods that are higher in those magnesiums um, and, and then start to eat those. There's Swiss chard, there's spinach, pumpkin seeds, nuts, uh, there's things like wild caught fish, sprouts, sea vegetables, even coffee um, is higher in magnesium if you're getting a good quality too. So pick what foods you really like, put those in your body the most you can and um, go from there. And I wouldn't recommend just overdosing on coffee, that's what I'm talking about. I would really try to stick with the raw foods when you're doing this. Um, But we also wanna look at number two, which are Epsom salts. So Epsom salts are a great source as well. So when we look at Epsom salts, it's one of the most relaxing ways to get magnesium into your body by basically helping it absorb through the skin once you soak. Uh, It has a lot of healing properties. This is something that's been used for centuries to help relieve all kinds of body issues. Um, but they can have some longer lasting effects too. But here's the deal, Um, we wanna make sure that you're using the right type of magnesium. So when we look at things, traditional Epsom salts are made of magnesium sulfate. There are also newer forms of magnesium flakes that are made up of magnesium chloride. Both types of salts provide benefits for the body, however, magnesium chloride may be able to provide longer lasting effects too. So understand that. Uh, one of my favorite brands is um, Magnesium Flinks. It's called um, Ancient Minerals, and they have a really good Epsom salt bath there. And then the third thing is actually supplementing with magnesiums uh, with magnesium itself. So when it comes down to it, um, our food should be the, the best source. But here's the fact. Our industrialized nation and where we get our food supply the quality of the soil has been depleted. We don't have the same vital nutrients that are passed from the soil into the food like we have before. So a lot of these foods, while they are typically or historically higher in magnesium, and especially maybe more toward in comparison to other nutrients, the overall quality or quantity of those amounts are low. So we don't want to set ourselves up for failure and a lot of times we do have to supp- excuse me supplement with some of those other nutrients. So, I do recommend that if you want to supplement with magnesium, you follow a couple things. It's critically important to make sure that you get enough in your diet and then supplement with enough too. Um, My favorite forms of magnesium are either a high-quality transdermal magnesium or a powdered form. The transdermal magnesium, it comes in a lotion and can be applied to the abdomen, um, and that's great. It's especially important where there's digestive tract issue damages or compromise there because it'll actually help heal that leaky gut. Um, so that's great. But then um, in terms of the powder magnesium, um, you can do things from either that powder itself, or you can do capsules with the powder as well. And, and these are great. Um, I like blends of different magnesium forms, including magnesium L-308. And the L-308 of magnesium is the only form of magnesium proven across the blood-brain barrier, and just creates a better neurological benefit as well. So there's there's great things you can do there, but in the day I want to make sure that you're getting to the cause of these underlying issues. So if it is magnesium deficiency that's creating some of these symptoms, well, what is it that's creating this deficiency? Why is your body maybe stealing or robbing extra magnesium from your body? Why are you, why is your body maybe not absorbing the magnesium like it should? So. The average person should be able to get enough magnesium just through their daily diet. Um, but if you're not, then there's some really underlying issues that we need to look at and investigate that further. So um, start to apply some of these things. If things are not changing for you, well then, hey, start to get some more advanced protocols. So one of the things that I like to do with any patient that's having some of these more chronic issues, um, whether it be the fibromyalgia, some of the brain issues from the concentration, the brain fog, the, the chronic fatigue Um, the unexplainable numbness and tingling. There's there's a lot of different issues that we look at, but all those chronic issues, we're going to want to look at toxicity and be testing for that. So, um, if you're that type of person, then make sure that you get the testing done. Again, the urine testing is the best. Then you can also do the VCS test. I also like to do a neurotoxicity questionnaire with people too because it helps us look at different body systems to see how those are being affected. When we put everything together, we can really get the best idea and the best picture of how toxic someone is. Um, if there are certain toxins that we need to address that we need to maybe handle differently, and then we can help cultivate the best game plan customized to you to help get the best results and help support your body in that process as you're working towards getting toxins out of your body. Because the the fact is, I mean, toxins, depending on how toxic you are, can take anywhere from three months to up to 18 months, or even up to a couple years, depending on how toxic you are. So remember, your body needs no help healing, just no interference. Hopefully these things help give you some insight. Uh, Remember, there is hope you can get better Just don't medicate yourself. Don't just fall on the doctor's advice for things all the time and take their word at face value. There's a lot better options out there than taking a medication because that's just going to lead towards other issues, other deficiencies, other symptoms. And before you know it, you're going to be on that cocktail of five to ten medications that the average American is on, hating your life, not getting any better, just slowly spending all your hard-earned money and taking all your hard-earned time just spinning it with doctors and medications and hospitals. So hopefully that gave you some insight. Remember, your body needs no help healing, just no interference.